Welcome to The Rock Church and World Outreach Center. We pray that this message will strengthen and encourage you. Now here's a message by some of our pastors here at The Rock. We're just so excited to be here tonight. And um, typically anymore on Sunday nights, it's a prayer night, which is awesome. And um, I asked some of the other pastors on staff, Pastor Tracy, Pastor Teresa, and Pastor Steve, to help me pray tonight. I kind of cheated. They asked me to lead, so... I called in the troops to help, but um, we would like to look at the the prayers that Paul prayed tonight, and you know, if they were good enough for the Apostle Paul (laughs) thousands of years ago, um, we need to learn something and be able to pray them today and pray in line with them and understand why he prayed the way he prayed, and I know that you guys are the prayer warriors because you're here tonight. And so we're excited about that. We wanted to maybe produce a little bit more of an intimate setting. And wasn't that worship good? I was just ready to go up. And I so appreciate the the worship team. They were last minute on that. And I said, you know, can we just make it a little bit more um, intimate? And so thank you for coming. Thank you for um, being willing to be challenged in this area and to pray with us tonight. So... um, What I'm going to do is just kind of introduce each prayer a little bit, and um, so we have some points that we'll follow as to what each prayer um, addresses, and then I will uh, uh, call on one of the pastors to, you know, discuss that scripture a little bit more, and then lead us in prayer. So you're going to be learning and praying tonight. Is that okay? Y'all ready? And those of you that are online, we just are so thankful that you're here with us, and we just ask you in your, the privacy of your living room or wherever you're at, if you have to push the, or get the kids doing something on the side, to really participate with us tonight and join in prayer with us, because we're going to have a great time. So the first uh, prayer that I wanted to address is out of, um, actually, it's out of, um, well, Acts 9 has some things about it, but it is in 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4, and I wanted to direct it toward um, Pastor Tracy. In, uh, in this particular prayer that Paul prayed, um, he said that, first of all, we need to pray for our president and for all those that are in positions of authority. And so our first point is that, first of all, we need to pray for our president. We need to pray for those that are in, uh, you know, our governor, especially now, our our mayor, all of our local um, dignitaries, as well as our senators, our House of Representatives. And um, so I'd like Pastor Tracy to talk a little bit about why that's so important, and then lead us in that, if you would. Um, It is a great place to start to pray for our leaders. I just want to read 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4, and I'd like to read it from the version that is called The Voice. So um, just listen. It's very conversational. It says, So first and foremost, I urge God's people to pray. And as you all know, if there was ever a time to pray, it's now. Um, A couple weeks ago, uh, we went on a quick vacation, a couple days to visit my parents in Las Vegas. Of course, we hadn't seen them for months, and I was just dying to see them. And so we texted um, Pastor, Pastors Dan and Jessica and just said, you know, instead of going Monday morning, could we just go right after La Roca, you know, our Spanish meeting? And, and we missed the Sunday night um, prayer meeting because we were just, I was desperate to see mom and dad. Do you know, I just felt later like 
I can't believe I missed the prayer meeting. I can't believe. It was great to see my parents, but afterwards I just thought, if there was ever a time to pray together, it's now. You know, we all pray at home. We're praying on, on our own. But there's something special about coming together and praying. Isn't that right, church? Something beautiful. Remember what Mike Keyes said. He said, we're all praying, but there's something about the synergy of coming together to pray. And that's what we're doing tonight. So this is what the Apostle Paul is telling us. I urge God's people to pray. Pray in your prayer closet and get together and pray. Amen. They should make their requests, petitions, and thanksgivings on behalf of all humanity. Teach them to pray for kings or anyone in high places for that matter so that we can lead quiet, peaceful lives. This is important. And I actually learned this in Bible college, I think, from you, Dr. Kobernick. If you have a peaceful, quiet life, the gospel can run like wildfire. The gospel can run like wildfire in a peaceful, quiet community. It will run. But when you've got a lot of, I've been to uh, countries where there was, you know, guerrilla warfare, terrorism, it's much more difficult. Reverent, godly, and holy all of which is good and acceptable before the eyes of God our Savior who desires for everyone to be saved and know the truth. Amen? Amen. Do you want me to just go ahead and dive into prayer? Let's do it. Praise God. Praise God. Um, you know, this is a prayer meeting. I like to pace. I've had the camera people tell me, we can't, you, you keep us busy. But, uh, but for now, we'll just, we'll just stay in our seats but whatever stance you need to take, let's just dive into his presence. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you would like to just pray in tongues quietly where you are, let's be, just begin to draw near. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are the door. We enter boldly before the throne room of Christ, of, of the Father, because you, Lord Jesus, have opened the way. You tore the veil, and your blood paid for that way. So we run before you, Lord God. Father, we run boldly before your presence. God, we want to bring our leaders of this country before you. We bring before you our president and the Congress and our governor of California and our state and local authorities, Lord God. We pray for their salvation first and foremost. We pray for their souls. Lord, bring them people, bring them laborers to speak to them about the gospel, Lord God. If the devil is using them like a pawn, we declare that the devil is going to get robbed of his trophies and of his pawns in the name of Jesus. The Lord is just like he did of Saul of Tarsus. He stole him from the devil, and he became a champion for Christ. So, Lord, we just pray for Governor Newsom. We pray for our local authorities. We pray for President Trump. We pray for his cabinet, oh, Lord God, for his counselors, oh, Lord God. We pray that you would set in place Daniels, people like Daniel, people like Joseph in Egypt, oh Lord God, wise counselors around them, Lord God, who will give them the true word of the Lord. We bind right now and we silence every voice of lies, of misinformation, oh Lord God, we just release right now your truth and your understanding and your wisdom so that they can guide us and that we can have a peaceful and pure life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We thank you. We lift them to you. Lord, we just thank you that you incline your ear to hear what we have to say and that you are working on our behalf. 
Thank you, Lord. Can we just speak in tongues just a little bit more? The Bible says we speak mysteries when we speak in tongues. We're speaking perfect prayers. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray for a special and fresh anointing upon President Trump, oh Lord God. Thank you, Lord. We, uh, you are not a respecter of persons, and we believe that you use our leaders to accomplish your will on this earth. Hallelujah. I even pray for past presidents in the name of Jesus. President Obama and President Clinton, President Bush, Father, these are still men and women of influence. And so we just pray that you would use them to accomplish your will. Lord, you hold the heart of the king like waters in your hand. We declare it in the mighty name of Jesus. And church, we all said, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Wow. Um, the second prayer that Paul prayed uh, was concerning the eyes of, of people's understanding be enlightened. And our point number two is pray that the eyes of sinners' eyes be opened. I know um, many of you, um, and my, uh, myself included, in our own families, we have friends, we have family members that do not yet know the Lord. And, you know, it's interesting the way Paul prayed in Ephesians 1. In the, in the New King James, he said, that he did not cease to give thanks for us, making mention of us in his prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. He prayed that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened. I don't know about you, but I need understanding. I need my eyes open. When I get into the word of God, I need to understand it. And so I pray this prayer a lot for myself, but I found that also over in 2 Corinthians 4, 3 through 4, it says in the voice, it says, now if our gospel remains veiled, it is only veiled for those who are lost and dying because the evil God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. That's what's gone on. It says, as a result, the light of the good news, the radiant glory of the anointed, who is the very image of God, cannot shine down on them. You think about it, and who in their right mind would go to hell? So obviously, the God, little g God, of this world's system has blinded their eyes. And so when we pray that the eyes of their understanding be enlightened, that the lights come on, then, and they have that revelation of who Jesus is and their need for him, then they'll make Jesus their Lord. Amen? And so when we pray that way, it, it, it's so effective. Many times we try to minister to our family. You know, we'll leave, if they're in our household, you know, we'll leave things around on the back of the toilet or, you know, or, um, you know, send our, <laughs> anymore, send all those little links and, and videos to family members and they're like, uh, you know, but, um, but when God opens their eyes and they see it, then, then it's a revelation to their heart and they make Jesus their Lord. And the Bible says in, uh, I read it down here, in um, 
Well, I'm sorry, got lost in my notes. But the, the Bible says in Matthew, or actually Luke 10, there we go. Luke 10, verse 2, verse 12, that we can pray the Lord of harvest to get, send forth labors into the harvest. And sometimes we're not the best labor. Do I hear an amen? You know, I used to try to preach to my older brother, Bill, and I was his snotty-nosed little sister. I was his bratty little sister. So how could I speak into his life? But when I began to pray that his eyes be opened, when I began to pray that the Lord of harvest would send forth labors into the harvest, that's when I see, he'd see me at a family gathering and say, oh man, everywhere I go, I run into Jesus freaks just like you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I was like, yes. So, uh, <laughs> so, so God has labors that are especially um, placed in our family members' lives and our friends' lives that we want to, to know the Lord, people that they'll respect and maybe receive from. But we can pray that the eyes of their understanding be enlightened. So let's pray that way. Are you ready? Let's pray. And again, like Pastor Tracy said, you know, if you pray in the Spirit, if you can pray in tongues, do that in agreement and then, you know, just be in a place of agreement if you um, are, are yet to do that. Father, we just thank you and praise you so much, Father, for your word. Father, you exalt your word even above your name. And so, Father, we thank you that just like the Apostle Paul prayed years ago, we can pray in line with your word. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for our unsaved loved ones. We pray for the, the family members and the friends and the acquaintances and co-workers that are in our lives, that you've placed in our lives, that have yet to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of their lives. Father, we pray that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened. Satan, we bind you in the name of Jesus, you foul thing that's been blinding their eyes. We command you to take those blinders off. We command them to hear the word of the Lord. We command them to receive the, the leading of the Holy Spirit, the unction of the Holy Spirit to make Jesus their Lord. And Father, we pray that even in the midnight hour, many are going to be in awake, awakened from their sleep and with a desperate need to know Jesus, that they will contact us or friends or other loved ones and say, help me to receive Jesus. Allow me to pray with you. I need Jesus in my life. I so desperately want to know him. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for doing this. We submit every loved one in our life that's yet to know you to you, and we thank you for working, Father. Thank you for the labors that you're sending to them, Father, that are ministering the word of God, and it's not returning to you void, but it's producing seed that will be fruitful in their hearts, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. The mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Okay. Well, this, how many are enjoying praying? Are you good? Everybody good? Um, well, this third prayer we'd like to address, we need to pray that we, the church, would be strong and walk in the love of Christ. And I've asked Pastor uh, Teresa to look at Ephesians 3, 15 through 19. And Pastor Teresa, what does this mean to you? And, and why do we need to, why is it so important that we really learn how to walk in love? such an important question I mean we can start with God is love right we can start with that thought or Jesus saying a new commandment I give you that you love one another or saying that if we love each other we fulfilled all of the commandments I mean there are so many reasons that you and I need to walk in love they will know that they will know us as disciples of Christ by his love so that God that Paul would be praying 
for us to learn to walk in love should not surprise us, right? Because the supreme power of the universe is God himself and he is love. All right, so let's look at that prayer and let's look what Paul prayed. We're going to read it because it's up on the screen in the voice first in this common vernacular and then I'll pull out the way I'm used to reading it. So we'll do both versions here. So let's listen to what Paul prayed. He said, it is for this reason that I bow my knees before the Father, after whom all families in heaven above and on earth below receive their names and pray. So here's the prayer. Father, out of your honorable and glorious riches, strengthen your people. Fill their souls with the power of your spirit, so that through faith the anointed one will reside in their hearts. May love be the rich soil where their lives take root. May it be the bedrock where their lives are founded so that together with all of your people, they will have the power to understand that the love of the anointed is infinitely long, wide, high, deep, surpassing everything anyone previously experienced. Wow. God, may your fullness flood through their entire beings. Wow, what a prayer, right? Say amen if you want that in your life, right? So I just had a couple thoughts here about that prayer. You know, Paul is saying the purpose of this prayer is for us to be filled to the fullness of God. Filled to the fullness of God is the invitation that's being made. And he's saying the prayer here is that we would be strengthened by the Holy Spirit in our inner man. Church, we live out of our inner man. How the state of our inner man is so important. Life comes out of our inner man. We make decisions. We react. We respond out of our inner man. Whether we are joyous or depressed, happy or ecstatic, or going through a deep sorrow, it's because of what's happening in the inner man. And Paul knew that. So he wanted to pray that we would be strengthened in our inner man because he knows that life comes from that. So what was his prayer? So that Christ would be able to dwell in our hearts, to dwell, to saturate, that every other distraction could be pushed aside so that Christ could take his seat in the throne of our hearts. Because only that way are we going to live the life that God has really invited us to. This is such a powerful prayer. And what does he say? That we should be rooted and grounded. That sounds like a tree to me. That sounds like a plant to me. He wants my feet planted, my heart planted in the love of God, right? Because I'm drinking out of that love. That love is going to satisfy. It's going to fill me. It's going to overflow. I'm going to make decisions and live my life out of the love of God, which is his message to the world, right? They will know that we are his disciples because of the love that we have for one another. And then he says, so that we can corporately corporately experience the love of God, his depth, his height, his width, right? It's like four-dimensional love, right? In every area of our life. What a powerful prayer. And then he goes on to tell us, because the love of Christ, church, surpasses knowledge. We can love, we can learn all we want about God, but if we're not letting the love of God do its work in us, knowledge puffs up, but love edifies Love edifies. So Paul was passionate 
for the state of the church, to be reflective of the goodness of God to the world. And he wanted that love to dwell richly in us so that we could be and do all that God calls us to be and do so that we can live filled to the fullness of God. Do you want that today? Yes. Do you want to pray that over our lives today? You know what? We've been sitting for a while. Why don't you go ahead and stand up? Stand up and we're just going to pray from our inner man because we have an inner man that wants to experience that fullness of God. Oh, Father, I thank you that you have good plans for your church. I thank you that you have shed abroad your love in our hearts and that every believer in this room has hearts filled with your love. And so right now we stir it up. We stir it up as we pray in the Holy Spirit, as Jude tells us and writes, that we can stir up and build ourselves up in our inner man by prayer. So I thank you, God, that as we come into your presence right now, let's just continue to pray in the spirit like Pastor Tracy had us do. Because it says, you beloved, build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourself in the love of God. As you do that from your inner man, you are building up that inner man, opening up yourself that Christ may dwell richly in you. Oh God, I thank you that you are ready and present and willing to dwell richly in us. I pray tonight that we would be strengthened as your church. Those who are here and those who are online and those who are not gathered tonight, but they are part of this church. God, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that we would be strengthened in our inner man, that we would be a people of prayer in the Holy Spirit, that you might dwell richly in us, that we might know the love of God through and through its depth and its height and its width. Oh, Lord God, in every direction, Father, that we might corporately experience you in our midst and come to new levels in you, Father God, that we would be a people rooted and grounded in love so that the fruit of our life would bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to those around us, that the world would know that we are your disciples because we love one another. Let us have a passion for your presence, God, not just for knowledge, not just for information, not so we can know more, but so we can know you in the depths of our being. That is our cry. That is our passion tonight, God. Oh, have your way so that we might know you in all of your fullness, which is actually beyond our imagination. We love you, Lord. We worship you, and we thank you that we can corporately experience your presence tonight. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Well, this last prayer that we're going to pray, um, actually, I was uh, kind of emailing and discussing uh, what the different prayers are that we're going to approach tonight. And Pastor Steve reminded me of the one in Colossians 1, verse 9. And he said that he's been praying this almost every day for 15 years. So... I think someone that's been praying this prayer a lot should be telling us and instructing us in why this prayer is important and why we should pray it. Um, our fourth point and what we're looking at is pray that we as Christians will know God's will, walk worthy of the Lord, and be fruitful in every good work. Pastor Steve, can you tell us a little bit about that? You bet. 
Um, I love this prayer. Uh, the Holy Spirit put it on my heart about 15 years ago to add to three others that I'd been praying for a number of years already because, well, two reasons. One is because I was a chemistry teacher and I had 180 squirrely chemistry high school students to try to manage and teach day by day. And so as I was at Rialto High School, so as I was driving up uh, the freeway, I'd turn off the radio when I got off on Pepper Street, which gave me about four minutes, and I would pray this prayer along with three others, and I've added a fourth one in the meantime, for me, because I needed it, and for my children, and for my grandchildren, because this is a wonderful prayer as a legacy prayer for your children and your grandchildren and great-grandchildren. So when I pray this in a few minutes, um, I'm going to pray it in King James because that's the way I memorized it when I was a teenager. And that's <laughs> the, if the King James was good enough for the Apostle Paul, it's good enough for me. <laughs> no, actually, the, the, King, <laughs> the King James uh, 1611, right? Shakespeare, English. But um, the God has used this translation for four great awakenings already. So in spite of how it may be imperfect as a translation, it certainly carries the Holy Spirit. So, uh, but the other re so those are the two reasons for legacy and for myself, because I needed it. Um, and, but so as I pray this, I want you to be applying it to your children to your grandchildren, to your children-in-law, to your brothers and sisters, to their uh, in-laws. Oh, no. <laughs> Not the in-laws. Yeah, make, it, make a big circle. Make a, how, much, how much effect do you want to have by the time you go home to be with Jesus? So we're going to pray this, and I want you to imagine your children, if you don't have any yet, imagine it anyway. Imagine yourself as the patriarch or matriarch of a godly family that's impacting the world. It's not too late if you're 70, and it's not too early if you're 17. So let's, let's focus, because the promises are to you and your children, and your children's children. That's our responsibility as parents and grandparents. So that's how I'm going to pray this. Uh, and, uh, but I want to say something else just before I lead us in prayer. Um, you know what the letters A-D mean, 2020 A-D? Anno Domino, which is Latin, right? The year of the Lord. Well, that's shortened form of the Latin in Isaiah 61, the year of the Lord's favor. And so when I pray day by day, I, 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 I used to pray that while I was driving. I'm retired now. Now I can get up at 5.30 and go out in my driveway and pray it and name my children and name my grandchildren and name my children-in-law and name my brothers and sisters and their children and their children because I love them, God loves them, and this is how I want them to live. And you know what? Your prayers are powerful and effective. And I know that the devil is telling you that your prayers don't, and don't matter. I know that the devil is lying to you 
that you wish you had prayer effectiveness like the, this trinity of wonderful intercessors up here behind me. But don't let the devil talk you out of your authority. I want you to repeat after me. Let me say it first and then you say it. My prayers are powerful and effective. Are you ready? My prayers are powerful and effective. Again, my prayers are powerful and effective. And so when I'm praying this prayer, you can pray in tongues if you like, but I want you imagining them answered in your posterity. And remember, are you ready? My prayers are powerful and effective. Almighty God, we come to you on this fifth day of July, the year of your favor, in which you're still answering prayers, in which you're still intervening miraculously, in which you're still shaping history to make it come out right. And we pray these things. We pray Colossians 1, 9 to 14, and then later in a minute we'll name the people that we're praying it for. For these people, Lord, we pray that you will fill them with the knowledge of your will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Fill them with the knowledge of your will, that they may walk worthy of you, Lord, unto all pleasing. Are you picturing your children, your grandchildren, everyone in your homes, everyone watching or listening anywhere, now or later? Picture them walking worthy of Jesus. Your children, your grandchildren, your grand, your, the, the spouses of your grandchildren, walking worthy of Jesus unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. Thank you, God, that you want our kids and our grandkids to be successful and to be fruitful in all that they do. Strengthened with all might unto your glorious power. Wow. We expect miracles, Lord. We expect where we go, we take revival with us, and it affects the people around us. We expect that you will bring the healing. We expect that you will bring deliverance. We expect that you will set captives free when we determine it, when we declare it, because it's your will which you have revealed to us. Strengthened our children. Yes, strengthened with all might according to your glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Yes, with joyfulness. The COVID season doesn't matter. We have the joy of the Lord. The uh, civil unrest doesn't matter. We have the joy of the Lord. Difficulty in finances or business or obstacles to the goals you have set for us do not set us back because we are having patience with joyfulness and endurance to the end. And because of these things, we give thanks to our Father. We give thanks to our Father who has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of his saints in light. We give thanks to our Father who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, Woo! Thank you, Lord, for who we are because of you. And so right now, we name those, and I'm going to name real quickly here. You name yours. You can ignore these names. I, I declare these things good and effective this day for me, for my wife, Linda, for my daughter, Lynette, and her husband-to-be, for Sherilyn and Brian, for Stephanie and Clem, 
for Clement, Aaron, Travis, Liam, Alyssa, Brianna, Megan, Wesley, and Joshua, and all their future spouses. And for all of my siblings, and their in-laws, and their children, and their grandchildren. And, <laughs> and Lord, we apply this also to the pastors of the rock. Every single one. And to the other ordained ministers and uh, uh, department heads, Lord. And we pray this and we bless this, this blessing, we say, for all of the staff, for all of the volunteers in the rock, for every member of the rock, for everyone who's in this room right now, for everyone who's listening anywhere in Jesus' name. We expect you to answer these prayers. We expect you to transform our children and grandchildren so they will be carriers of your gospel and participants in your joy and success because of who you are, and because our prayers are powerful and effective in Jesus' name. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let's just lift our hands to the Lord right now. Oh, Jesus, we thank you tonight. We thank you for exhorting us in these areas of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we've just circled them in our Bibles or made notes, Father, and we thank you for just bringing to our remembrance how we can pray for our president, how we can pray for those that are yet to know you, how we can pray uh, uh, that we'll walk in love, how, how we can pray to stand strong and have our, our even our children, our children's children go on to know you. Father, we thank you. We give you honor and glory and praise in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Well, did you get something tonight? Thank you for listening to the Rock Church and World Outreach Center. If this message spoke to you, please share it with us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find more information at www.rockchurch.com.